took the lead. Oh, baby. Now join Michael Rigsby from the Dirt on Dirt studio for Kaiser Manufacturing's Late Model Live. It's a Cinderella story. Who knew that Bloomer was such a Caddyshack fan turn? A <laughs> Bill Murray reference from Scott Bloomquist. You know, I had a fan in the parking lot at Eldora stop me on Thursday afternoon before any of the racing had started on Thursday and said, what are they going to reschedule this event? What, what are they going to reschedule it? He was that convinced that rain was going to win out all three days. With the forecast on Tuesday or Wednesday, I can't say I totally blame him. But once again, Eldora proves that rain there isn't that big of a deal. Other places would have been done, but not Eldora is a wet exciting weird follow all these follow all these uh metaphors turn wet <laughs> exciting weird awesome bizarre damp interesting dream 24 weekend came to a close at the big e this is kaiser manufacturing's late model live for tuesday night june 12th our final show before we go on summer break and this is one of those weeks where i'm not even exactly sure where i want to start of course we will recap all things from eldora this past weekend everything from the fact that scott bloomquist won his eighth dirt late model dream to the bizarre road that it took to arrive at that point. Love him or hate him. We are going to discuss a lot of the zero in the next 60 minutes. Hard not to after everything that happened in Ohio. Thank you to everybody. Also, thank you. Thank you. Turn. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Who tuned into our live pay-per-view this past weekend and our partnership with EldoraSpeedway.com. We enjoyed bringing you every single lap from Rossburg. And I think the general consensus when everybody left the racetrack was, how long till the World 100? How long until we're back? The answer turn is 87 days. 87 days. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness already. 87 <laughs> days until the World 100. But I have to get this statistic in here, too. A reminder, <clears throat> 22 hours turn is the answer to another question. Do you know what that question is? 
Um, How long until the UMP Summer Nationals begins? And that's just 22 hours from now at Peoria Speedway is the 2018 edition of the month-long grind kicks off turn. What will we have every night the next month? We'll have the Summer Nationals Minute. Turn, you read it off for me. What will we have from the Summer Nationals every night from the next month? Summer Nationals Minute, always. I love doing the minutes. I love, uh, well, I don't, I've never, you've never let me voice one. Yeah, but, well, we'll uh, see. It continues to our turn. All right, Move all on right. a little bit. What we will we? have the, the Minute, heat race highlights, feature highlights, post-race interviews, in-depth stories. Kevin Kovac is going to be on for some oh, of the yeah. tour. Oh, sure. Live updates, much more. I mean, the health tour is here as we have done for a decade every detail of the summer nationals can be found right here at dirtondirt.com and that kicks off tomorrow and rolls through july 14th nick hoffman is on the line later in the show to discuss his first attempt ever the old mod guy tackling the hell tour i thought he was going to do double duty turn i said are you going to run the mod and the late bottle every night he said it was too much that's not the case uh so we'll have that and and suave Swath pegs another lock. Turn is officially on tramp. Look at that. Turn officially on tramp stamp watch. I've got uh, a turn. That that graphic is awfully good. Yeah. Maybe that should be the tattoo. Suave doing the Nixon. What do you think no, about that? No, 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 no. I've got dozens of other news, notes, and nuggets and all things in between coming up. And what's wild about this coming weekend is the races that are on the schedule. 20,000 to win Clash at the Mag for Lucas Oil. 20,000 to win USA 100 for the Ultimate Series at Virginia Motor. Three race, 10,000 to win each World of Outlaw Swing through New York and Ohio. 10,000 to win Ironman Bonus Series, co-sanctioned at Richmond, Kentucky, for the Mike Rowland Memorial. And, of course, all the Summer National stuff. Five grand at Portsmouth, five grand at Oakshade. It's a wild weekend coming up for just having come off such a big weekend prior. Our staff is going to be very busy, to say the least. But it's the last show for five weeks. We're off five weeks after this, so let's make it a good one. Here we go, five things. Number one on five things, the Book of Bloomquist added another Eldora chapter Saturday night. Through turns three and four, it's going to be Scott Bloomquist winning his eighth dirt late model dream. I'm going to do my best to lay this out, turn, so bear with me. Scott Bloomquist misses the Friday night portion of the dream weekend. His team issued a statement that says he fell in the pit area and is headed to the emergency room in Greenville to get his already bummed shoulder looked at. Meanwhile, we also discover that he was randomly selected for a drug testing, random drug testing on Friday that took place after this afternoon show. Now, he came to the test, but with no other way to say it, he told us this, he couldn't pee when he was supposed to and was asked to return later. But then Scott said he fell later that night, was at the hospital and couldn't take the test, obviously couldn't race as well. And he said he was in the ER until midnight, long after the drug testing folks were gone. Fast forward to Saturday. UMP Sam Driggers told us that Scott presented what he needed to from the hospital to race. He has to start last in his heat because he's horrible in points after missing a show. And, of course, he easily does this, charging to the two spot. My goodness. Oh, Simpson drifts high, coming up the corner, slides up. Bloomquist gets by Scott Bloomquist from the tail to fifth in four laps. Clanton leads. And he turned it with 3-0 on the bottom. From the tail, here he comes. Bloomquist goes to fourth place. Three laps remaining. Clanton well out front of this one. A two-second advantage. Madden slips high. Here comes Bloomquist. Bloomquist had third that time by. Here comes what Owens now. What a battle for second place. Are you serious? Out of turn four. Bloomquist is going for second. Madden. Oh, Madden. Oh, Madden my goodness. back to the outside. Bloomquist can be second. He cannot be in the show right now. He's out. He's in fourth. 
four cars, two of them will transfer. Who's it going to be? Last time by it was Madden and Urban, second and third. Got Clanton's got He's the got race it. one. Clanton's got the race one. We'll keep our eyes on the battle for the second spot. Down to the line. Second's going to go to Chris Madden. Luke Quist from 13th to third. And by that point, we all knew, we all just knew how this was going to end. We'd seen it before. We were prepared. The 15th starting spot of the feature, a minor hindrance. And despite this just fantastic battle with Jonathan Davenport early by lap 40, Bloomquist not only took the lead, but was blistering the field on the way to his eighth dream victory. There was the last lap Berkey pass. There was the Chrome car. There was the Bill Fry episode. And now it's the fall slash the shoulder slash the P test. All of them iconic Eldora moments. But even by Scott's standards, he's not sure he's ever seen one quite like this. Really just kind of speechless, you know. I mean, we been through a lot this weekend. I, I wasn't sure I wasn't going to have to go home for surgery. You know, I've been uh, seeing a doctor at home with my I actually got two bad shoulders. My my right one is my my frontal muscle that's torn about an inch and a quarter wide, but the left one is the rubber cuff, and and it's been it bothering me for a couple of years. And I, and last night I slipped in the mud and and was going to land on the tongue of my tra- on my trailer, and I reached back, it's going to land on my back, and I, I was like, whoa, and and it pulled my arm way back, and I hadn't experienced that before, and it felt like you know it was like. Oh, I thought it was really done. Um, we went to emergency in Greenville and set that out. You know, they x-rayed and, and pretty much said that, you know, just they released me to uh, go back and see my orthopedic surgeon and, and have it checked out. But anyway, uh, had I've got some patches on it that seem to have helped the pain quite a bit, and they gave me a prescription for a, a pain killer that, you know, wasn't a problem with a drug test or anything and I you know so we just we made sure you know we wanted to wanted to comply with everything and uh, you know but it was just a bad night because I I really wanted to be here and race and didn't know how today would go after we didn't make it last night I guess they didn't didn't have them back here today and uh, we didn't get out of the hospital till after midnight and you know we Today, I, I told them I called, and I said, hey, I'll, I'll go anywhere today, you know, if you want me to go anywhere at all. I actually was going to just go do it anyway. And and uh, they said, no, just just if you, you bring your stuff from the hospital, and, and you'll be all right. So, you know, but, I, I mean, that, that wasn't really, that wasn't the problem. It, when it started raining, you know, I mean, I... I didn't know how long they'd be here. If they'd be here today, it wouldn't really matter. You know, I didn't really, I didn't really care about that. I mean, that wasn't the issue. I didn't think I was going to be able to race at all. I was not joking earlier when I said from the second he didn't show up to race on Friday night, everyone I talked to said the same thing. You know he's going to win, right? Even coming from the back, you know he's going to win, right? Much like the MJ-LeBron debate when it comes to the GOAT may be over, Bloomquist may have put this thing to bed as well. No matter what you think about the guy, it's hard to argue he's probably the best ever. Number two on five things. Speaking of what you think of the guy, in a long and wide-ranging post-race interview you just heard a little bit of in the Eldora Media Center after the race, Boomquist was pretty candid with our bunch about everything that transpired over the weekend. It's no shock that speculation was running wild about where he was, why he wasn't there, if he would return, what the rules were regarding a situation, could he race, would he race, everything in between. I'm sure you could get creative and fill in the blanks. That wasn't only in the pit area, but in the grandstands, you couldn't take five steps without hearing whispers of the Bloomquist situation. 
And whether we want to admit it or not, no matter how you view this entire situation over the weekend, the fact remains that Scott Bloomquist is the center of attention, is the first thing people talk about when it comes to drivers. And our own Kevin Kovac asked him a really good question regarding that when the race was over. How do you handle all these things? I mean, there's so many things that it, it, everyone knows you're going to be the center of attention all the time at these races. You know, I think people think that we try to be. Um, believe me, I love con- weekends without controversy. They just go smooth. Uh, for some reason, things seem to follow us around. I don't know what it is. Uh, maybe, uh, you know, we've... We got a lot of faith, and uh, sometimes, you know, you get a lot of opposition when you have a lot of faith. You embrace the the role of the villain to some people. You get in this sport, we need that. Yeah, you know, I, I think some people might take it too serious, but it, it takes all kinds, and it really uh, it, it takes the fan that's up there that that has has had been a fan of someone else for their entire life, and they're here for that person. And they've heard all the rumors, and they've heard all this stuff about you, and and they can naturally come up with a reason to hate you without ever meeting you. So, and a few beers later, they can really come up with a reason to hate you. So they get up there and and can and, and it'll just say a lot of things that will inevitably piss off some of my fans. So, you know, there's probably been close to a lot of brawls, might even have been some brawls, but uh, I'm sure a lot of words have exchanged. Uh, hands and uh, mouths up there. I will say this. Scott can say that he doesn't like controversy, but his career and his persona he's created, I think, has gotten a jolt of energy from those controversies, from T-shirt sales to just his overall status. I think the controversies have fueled him a little more in that way than he might like to admit, or maybe he does know it is Scott after all. This weekend was just another example. Again, I've seen some stuff at Eldora, but I'm not sure I've ever seen anything quite like this one. Oh, by the way, turn. He also became the first ever back-to-back winner of the Dream, so there's that. Number three, there were other things besides Scott Bloomquist to talk about from this weekend at Eldora, like this Friday night odd feature turn. Break out the slide job counter. JD on the bottom, he'll throw the slider to three. And the stripe, O'Neal takes it back. They're throwing more sliders than White Castle. O'Neal going to throw one back on him. Oh, Haymakers now they're going to wreck. Pearson for the lead, he's oh got it. Oh my goodness. Davenport on the bottom. Yes. Davenport up the track. One around, Pearson gets it to three. They're side by side. Please stay green and in turn number two. Pearson will have the run again. He'll try the cross. Oh, Pearson oh, down baby. the next away. Oh, I love it. Is there a pond to jump into? Pearson may do it. Here they come. Here comes McCready. Yep. Jonathan Davenport, Don O'Neill, and finally Earl Pearson Jr. made a race of the year bid during the Friday night odd feature race when they just showed quite simply what Eldora magic looks like when the racetrack is on. Pearson took the lead on this right here. Look at this. This double slider. What a shot by our own turn three cameraman, Dylan. But J.D. and he weren't done mixing it up yet. They would body blow each other a few more times before the Jacksonville, Florida driver ultimately took the lead for good and won the race. If we were only going to talk about one racing thing this weekend, the Friday night odd feature would be it. Man, you should have been in it. It was it was crazy. I mean, they done the slide jobs, and I got involved in it. But, you know, they got pinched up against the wall there, and I got a good run going there and um, slid job them down here. But, 
you know, all in all, the Black Diamond chassis, Ronnie Stuckey and all the guys, I mean, they done one heck of a job. It's awful late. been a long day. I didn't know Earl would close back up on us like that. So I, I made a mistake going in three. I went back to the top where I should have um, uh, slid in, you know, through through the bottom, kind of cut that corner off. But he did a great job through traffic there. I thought I might could uh, get him back there, but he never made a mistake. So uh, we was just a little too free to, to be able to pull off the cushion through the lap traffic like we needed to. And then I made one mistake in the feature and let Jonathan get a run on me and then slide job city started and let Pearson around us and then and McDowell was really good on the bottom and just I mean it's just but I'm telling you, we can put a little bit with what we got right now. I think we got shot tomorrow night. I was told by a lot of people coming into this weekend that had raced at Eldora all year. The racing was the best it's been in a long time, and those people were right. Daytime, nighttime, it didn't matter. Eldora was crazy on point. All weekend. Number four, dream grab bag time. There I am turning my crew neck. <laughs> Let's clean up everything for the weekend. People couldn't help but notice Tim McCready showed up to the dream in a truck and trailer that wasn't his normal sweeteners plus hauler. That was one part of the story. The other part was that post-race interview with Dustin Jarrett he gave after getting sixth in the dream Saturday where he had some candid words about his future and even insinuated he might not be long for late model racing. You know, we're out here, we're, we're a little hampered comparable to how we usually do it, man. It's, uh, and I don't know if we're going to get anything else but what we got right now. So, um, you know, it's, uh, I said most of the year we could use some funding, and uh, it's, it's getting closer. Like I said, you might not see me out here all, all the time. Perhaps it was the heat of the moment, but if some of the scuttlebutt around him is true right now, and I don't want to go into all of it, he might not be around for long, and that would be a massive blow to late model racing. Let's try to avoid that if we can. Other note, kind of nuts, all told, 17 rookies showed up at Eldora chasing that rookie money. That says a lot about that program working that Roger Slack instilled. As an example, Brent Larson left with over 2,600 rookie dollars. On top of the $2,600 he made for finishing 23rd in the feature, all told, Brent made $5,275 in just the Saturday portion of the dream and rookie money. Take note, World 100 folks, that money is on the line again in September. All told, seven first-timers made the feature. Normally, we do our move of the weekend, and Nick Hoffman has been in this spot before during the show. This wasn't as much of a move as it was Hoffman moving Tyler Bruning for the final transfer spot of the B-Main Saturday night. Of course, Tyler wasn't going to take that sitting down. Well, turn, he was sitting down. He was in the race car. But come right back into turn three, and he tries to return the favor. Somehow Hoffman hangs on and transfers. We're going to ask Nick about that one a little bit later in the show. Stop me if you've heard this before. Chris Madden was close, but again, came up just short at Eldora. The South Carolina driver ugh, right there probably should have won the day show on Friday, if not for smacking the concrete. He even admitted afterwards he gave that one away. Then Saturday, he pitted on lap 33 with a flat, but came all the way back to get fifth. Close again at Eldora, but afterwards, he just in general was displeased with some of the folks in the field of the feature. You know, we had that Brent Larson, you know, I, I don't know what that guy's problem is, but he's like a windshield wiper blade, he has to hit me every time I get around that guy on a racetrack. Um, so I don't know. He ran into me again. We was lapping him, you know, and he's got no respect for nobody. Cuts me right rear down, so, um, you know, and then that hurt us. We barely got back out, pulled right out in front of Jonathan and those guys, and uh, to stay on the lead lap, you know, we had to drive extremely harder than what I needed to, and then to come back through the pack, and, you know, I was kind of using my right front up a little harder than what I needed to and just really didn't have nothing left at the end of the race. 
couple of guys who need to pick me up. First, Brandon Overton. His weekend ended up on, ended on the first lap of his heat right here when he gets collected by Billy Moyer. Randy Weaver decided not to bring out the backup car. Overton won a prelim last year at the Dream and the World. So this was an abrupt end for a team that has not found their rhythm ugh, on the hook all year long. Also, it'll be interesting to see if the Rocket house car can bounce back after Brandon Shepard lost the final Concy transfer spot on Saturday. It was on this restart here. Something... I don't know what it is. Something just a little off right now in that blue one team. I have no doubt they will get back on track, but this was a tough break for him as he was in the show and out three outlaw races this weekend and three chances for them to bounce back. Finally, a touch of the old school. How cool was it seeing Andy Hawes parked in the front row? Look at that. Amongst the big haulers on Saturday night in his open truck and trailer turn. You can see him pulling in right here. I love this aerial shot by Jonathan Bateman from Eldora. There's Andy pulling in right there. He got shuffled around. He left the track every night. Went back to the hotel, came back every day in the open trailer on Saturday, ended up on the front row. I love that. Parked amongst the big boys. The former Port Royal champ didn't make the show. He got 10th in a B main, but that was pretty cool nonetheless. Finally, number five, guess what? There was other racing this weekend. The Tri-Track Challenge at Williams Grove. First and foremost, look at this crash on the opening lap. Three wide down the back straightaway. Jeff Ryan on the inside. Contact with the 43A. And more contact on the backstretch as they stack them up in turn number three. Everybody was okay. What a melee, though. Jason Covert would eventually track down Rick Eckert and pass him on lap 14 and cruised to a victory from there. Jason's a good dude. We love him. Congrats also to Mark Whitener for winning the 10,000-to-win Powell Memorial at Volusia, Florida's biggest non-speed weeks race. Also, how about this? 46 cars there. That's more than I thought would be. Good for them, and congrats to Mark. And Daniel Miller had never seen I-75 Raceway in Sweetwater, Tennessee. No worries. He figured it out. Led the final 21 laps. There he is in the 16 card. Led the final 21 laps in the Volunteer State for the $3,000 victory. Covert and Miller caught up with our camera guys after each victory. Yeah, it's always at the top of my list. Uh, we got fortunate and didn't get in that wreck there. and I about did. I was left, right, left, right, and uh, uh, we were lucky enough to catch it, and just a shame everybody got their stuff tore up there. It, you hate to see that, uh, but uh, things went our way. We got got by on that first start, and then I got by uh, Colby there, and then on that we were long run. I was a little bit harder on tires, I think, than most of the guys, and I, I started running the scrub down. I don't know if that tire was going down or it popped, but I got to thank Rick Eckert. He loaned me a battery, and now my motor runs. I don't. It's. Um, I mean, we all race each other and we're competitive but uh, them guys sure uh, look out for each other we'd do the same for him I'd like to thank my dad Miller's used cars uh, Jeff Greer Zippy Auto Sales I'd like to thank Pookie Boy George for helping me if it weren't for them right there I couldn't do this uh, I just want to thank everybody that has my wife my kids for letting me do this uh, I just can't believe it Pookie turn Thanks, Pookie. Final note, Ross Bales also in victory lane at Fayetteville. Congrats to him for winning the ultimate race in North Carolina. That was what might have been the longest five things we have ever done in late model live history. Terry, what do you, I mean, what do you want me to do? There's like, I could have done five things on Bloomquist. I know, I know. It was a busy weekend. It was a, it was a busy weekend. Turn, I will have more news and notes from the Dream coming up all show long, including Dale McDowell's finishes in his last nine Eldora events over the course of the next 60 minutes. But I want two or three, Turn, from you,
really good dream thoughts. Not half-assed one turn, really good dream thoughts. What do you got? All right, all right, here we go. So, <laughs> here we go, uh, setting yeah. it up. Here we go, okay. Uh, so one thing I always try to do at Eldora, usually I'm stuck inside doing this, like Derek Kessinger would say. Stuck beep, inside, beep, loving beep. it inside. I think well, I mean, it's you know. nice, yeah. Yes, yes. But uh, I try to always get outside and stand out on the catwalk where all the uh, where the shooters are, you know, and uh, and watch one race during the weekend. So the guy behind me, he switched uh, one of the B-mains, the one with Nick Hoffman, and damn, did I pick a good race to stand outside yes. because that was, I mean, that was a hell of a race, just plainly put. So that was uh, one of my highlights of the weekend. Didn't think it would be a B-main, but hey, I mean, it was it was a great one. And then uh, the other thing I have, just props to Roger Slack and everybody at Eldora. Uh, Thursday night when it started raining, you looked at the forecast for the next two or three days, and you're like, oh, I don't even know that we're going to get this in this weekend. I mean, you know, what what do we do? There was contingency plans being talked about, you know, uh, between different people about what we were going to do if we didn't get it in that weekend. But they kept their heads down, they kept plugging, and we got that opening Saturday night that let us get the whole thing in. Oh, I told you that guy stopped me in the parking lot and he literally said, he goes, when's this going to be? They're going to do yeah. the, There was talk turn of a mega world 100 week, a Monday, yeah. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, six nights at Eldora speed weeks. A part of me kind of was like thinking that would be cool. But <laughs> now that it's in the rear view, I'm glad we've got it in uh, moving on. You know, there's a few events that I credit uh, for dirt on dirt success. That golden Isles 10 nights for 10,000 back in 2008. It was our very first speed weeks, but really if you had to, had to ask the hardcores on the website uh, what did it for us, it's back in 2008, we made the declaration, crazily might I add, hey, we're going to cover every single night of the Summer Nationals, every night, and we are going to grind on this tour every night. Eldora's Roger Slack, not this weekend, but once told me when you very first did that and said, we're going to do this, that's when him and all his friends said, hey, we hope these guys make it. We did make it, turn. And for the 11th year in a row, we will embark on the Hell Tour tomorrow night. And more than anything else, but maybe Eldora, I get reflective about the Summer Nationals and the times that I've had on the road covering it, and that's what we're paying attention to tonight. A little bit of a pay attention tonight rather than a guest. Um, a little bit different pay attention, I should say. Rather than having a guest on, I'm going to talk about some of my favorite Summer Nationals moments of the DOD era and things that have really just stuck in my brain all these years. And I have three or four that I want to give some detail on tonight. First up, 2012, Spoon River Speedway. And I'll never forget seeing Ada Ohio's John Henry pull into the track that night and couldn't help but notice that he was totally alone. Literally nobody was helping him. His family or crew could not make it. He's doing everything. Tire changes, truck driving, scaling. And wouldn't you know it, he goes out, starts on the pole, leads all 40 laps for the biggest win of his career. And it was just so cool to see a guy literally flying solo and winning that race. I'm just so thankful right now. And uh, I kind of had tears in my eyes when I was coming around there taking the checker because I knew my dad's sitting at home right now and he's going to be watching this and he's going to be He's going to be so happy and mad at the same time because he's going to wish he was here. But I tell you what, Dad, we just won $5,000. And uh, I tell you what, this rocket, I give a lot of credit to Matt Barnes and, and Mark and the whole guys over there. We struggled. We've been struggling at Cedar Lake. We, uh, you know, this whole deal. I, I thought I was going to go to Kankakee. I thought I was going to go to Brownstown. I was going to go home. Um, some reason, my, my crew guy, John, he's been helping me, you know, my whole life. And he had to go home. You know, he's got a family. He works a full-time job. So... I said, I told my dad when I left the shop, I said, I need to go do this on my own. I need to learn. I need the seat time, but I need also to learn how to what to do on this race car. I need to get my hands dirty uh, because if I'm going to be a leader, 
um, and win races in the future. I think I got to know every aspect of this team. So I'm here now, and I got a bunch of dirty tires to go grind and a uh, wash car to, to maintenance and everything else, and maybe I can get pay somebody now to grind my tires. I, one of the things I love about that night, too, we're all pulling out turn, and he was still there. Like, literally, everybody's pulling out of the place. We're still there, and everyone's leaving, and there's John just sitting reflectively watching his car. He's sitting on some kind of stool looking at his car. Everyone's leaving, and he was still alone. Second one that jumps out to me, same year, later on, 2012, and it's the story of Scott Weber. Tri-State Speedway in Hobstadt, Indiana, a guy who has never started a summer nationals race in his life, Scott Weber, substituting for another driver. Weber and Scott James, Weber's in that 92 car right there, put on a show, swapping the lead three times over the final few laps before Weber finally got the best of the Shark on the last lap. The crazy thing about this race, I shot video of it. I was the one shooting, and I, I a few times thought... Is he lapped or not? I really did honestly not know. I just knew that he was fast and charging, and I needed to keep him in the camera frame. It's still one of my top five nights in DOD history, one of the best interviews I've ever had. To win a summer nationals, you got to be kidding me. Come on now. Come on. I mean, Dirt on Dirt's interviewing me right now. you got to be kidding me. <laughs> okay, I love that line. I will always love that line. Another crazy thing about this night turn they almost canceled it. The rain was everywhere. I mean, it was everywhere, and they absolutely almost canceled this race. I'll never forget that, too, the lightning storm that was everywhere. Last one, and, I mean, do I really need to set this up? 2009 Summer Nationals race at Highland, and let's just let the video speak for itself. Dennis Herb Jr. and Steve Shepard made contact on the front stretch, and Super Shep was born that night. He didn't like it. The rest is history. The video went on to be Speed Channel's clip of the year. It spawned a T-shirt line and gave that 09 Summer Nationals a major shot in the arm. It will probably go down as an all-time top-five tour moment as well. Another thing I loved about that night was... Shepard was easily getting out of his car, and you could tell that he was going to run at Herb. And most of the photographers and videographers were just kind of standing there waiting. And Todd Turner's up there snapping pictures. I'm knocking old ladies out of the way, Turner, to make sure I get the shot. I uh, just that will forever be a favorite night of mine as well. Other ones that got tossed around, a little honorable mention here. Jeep Van Warmer and Don O'Neill back in the day make contact at Brownstown right there. Jeep kind of drives through Don a little bit. I think he cut O'Neill's tire down. You know Don O'Neill. He's not going to take that standing still. This is under the yellow. O'Neill voices his displeasure. Trust me, this went on long after this also. There were some extracurricular activities after the race that night as well. Levi Kissinger, of course, Clarksville, the big upset in 2015. There's Levi right there, another mod guy who had fared very well. That was 2015. And the tours only ever stop at Kokomo in 2010. Still one of the best late model races I've ever seen. Rusty Schlank won this night. Still has me begging for more races at the Indiana track. Get your ass to Kokomo turn is what the sprint car fans say. I hope one day we are getting our ass there as late model fans. Maybe this year. Who knows? We'll add to that list. That leads to tonight's Twitter questions. Can 2018 produce a solid group of series regulars? This looks like to be a hell of a roster. Who are your favorite Summer National stalwarts from back in the day? We're asking that on Twitter, and we'll find out what you said after the break. You're watching Kaiser Manufacturing's Late Model Live. Marie up there is just uh, is a great person to talk to. They're always real easy. Uh, you need something, they get it right out. 
and uh, I just my program wouldn't be nearly where it's at without support like FK Rod ends. Everything on our car is, you know, the best in the business, and they're on there for a reason. And we just have such, you know, good relationships with Maria and them there, and and their products, you know, the best in the business, and that's why we run them. Josh Richards in the backup car comes from the tail to win the night at Golden Isles. I have no idea, but it looks like Shepard won. Shepard on the transponder won the race. Superman does it. Jonathan Davenport wins in East Bay. He's holding on for dear life, and he's going to get the win here tonight. Bronson by Heather Carley. Are you kidding me, Wentz? The voodoo child goes to victory lane. Shepard will lead his flock to the promised land. He'll win at Volusia. outside with a move. Bobby Pierce, high side momentum. Checker flag waves. Too close to call. It's been a lot of rain. We've actually been on a pizza tour, and we've got pizza almost every night. For the 96th time in Summer Nationals history, Billy Boyer is a winner. It'll start Wednesday. That's tomorrow at Peoria. Those are just some of the good moments we've had over the years with this bunch of guys. I think we're going to see a lot more of that. We asked on Twitter, can 2018 produce a solid group of series regulars that are planning on tackling the tour? And also, who are your favorite all-time Summer National stalwarts turn? Josh Weinrich says if there's parity in the first six or seven races, yes. If one guy rips off three or four wins in the first seven nights, it might deter a segment of drivers from following the tour. That is a smart answer. When I lived in STL, this was my favorite part of the year and still a highlight. Hashtag Late Model Live. Next up is Roy Downing says, I feel like this is a two-horse race between Shirley and Bab. I say 11 different, wow, 11 different winners. So overall solid with Gordy getting his first ever win. I think that happens this year too. Excluding former champs, I always enjoyed Jim Curry, Bill Fry. Billy Drake and Dan Schlieper. Man, that takes me down memory lane. Turn, you take the final one for me here, buddy. You gave me the easy one. 
Squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> I think this guy thinks that Brian Shirley is going to have a good Summer Nationals. I'm pumped up, man. I'm telling you, it is going to be. We're going to get into it, but it's a really good group this year. We typically see the most movement in our top 25, by the way, post-Eldora. Guys make an impression, and they leap into the top 25. Guys dominate a race, which happened. They shoot up. Uh, they, they, they get unanimous votes for number one. Uh, and I have a strong feeling, Turn, we may find out that happened this week in the JRI Shocks Top 25 in turn, unanimous, number one, number one with a bullet, number one, no question, Scott Bloomquist, all 10 first-place votes. He and Jonathan Davenport swip, swap spots inside. And da uh, Bloomquist, Davenport, Madden, McDowell, Owens, by the way, those top four were uh, very prevalent in the racing at Eldora all weekend long. Owens, Marler, Pierce, Pearson Jr., Brandon Shepard slips down. It's, I have to check, but I think that's his lowest ranking of the year might be ninth, actually. I'll have to check that out. And Tim McCready. Back inside the top 10, 11 through 20, look like this. Josh Richards, kind of a nondescript Eldora weekend. Brian Shirley, hey, didn't even go to Eldora and he picked up a spot turn. How about that? Clanton's up one, Page down a couple, Simpson and Hudson hold tight. Ricky Weiss, man, made the dream, finished inside the top 20, up three spots. Bab, Don O'Neill finally came to life this weekend. He's up four spots to number 19 in turn. You finish out the last four. For All me. right, so uh, new no newcomers this no week. Newcomers. We have uh, Brandon Overton, Jared Miley. Brandon Overton slipping three spots there. Obviously didn't have the weekend that he wanted. Uh, Billy Moyer, Devin Gilpin, and Michael Chilton rounded it out. Uh, Michael Chilton, I believe, made his first dream appearance. Is that right? Um, I'd have no. to check I'd that. I'd have to check. I have to check that. That might be right. But there was a heavy rookie contingent, seven yes. all that made yes. it. I mentioned in the show open the crazy amount of races this weekend post-stream. The World of Outlaws, three-race swing in New York and Ohio, State Line, Ransomville, and Wayne County. We'll see if Madden and Marler can keep Shepard and Clanton at bay. Richmond, Kentucky with 10,000 to win, and the gorgeous Virginia Motor Speedway with their second 20,000 to win race in a few months. A good regional guy, by the way, is going to make a nice payday Saturday at the Sawyer Family Track with the national tours racing everywhere else. And, of course, Dr. Dirt, Johnny Stokes, will host the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series at Magnolia Motor Speedway. $20,000 to win the Clash at the Mag. This race has been really good the past few years, as is all the racing of Magnolia. Two-day show there as Rick Schwally takes that white-hot Scott Bloomquist and his fantastic roster into the state of Mississippi. But with this being our last show for nearly a month, our feature preview surrounds the UMP Summer Nationals. I've hit it a few times, and I think I'll stand fully on record with this. The group of guys running the Summer Nationals this year is the strongest it's been in four years. Shannon Babb, Brian Shirley, Jason Fager, Ryan Unzicker, Frank Heckenis Jr., Rusty Schlank, Billy Moyer Jr., Timothy Culp, Gory Gundaker. Now, obviously, I know they may not all make it through the entire thing, but collectively, that group is as good as it gets to start out on this tour. And another guy who's tackling the late model portion for the first time is Nick Hoffman, who joins me now on the Integra Shocks and Springs Hotline. Nick, before we dive into the Summer Nationals, though, you made your first dirt late model dream on Saturday night. You finished 19th. You got in the B main on the last lap after you and Tyler Bruning made contact. Tell me about not only getting in the race, but uh, tell me about that contact with Tyler, too, there on the last lap. Yeah, um, it was obviously really cool to, to make the show. Uh, really struggled early in the weekend, uh, early in the night, both, or well, it was one day, but uh, early in the night qualifying on Friday and um, hit the fence early, and that really killed that night. I was still able to make the show, just, you know, put me deep and, and kind of, put me in a hole for the rest of the weekend and then uh just uh i i knew if that cushion was there 
uh, Saturday night and the, and the bees that my stuff was pretty good up there. And so, um, made a lot of adjustments be- between the heat race and the bee and, and car kind of came to life there and, um, was able to get up on that top side and go. And I got to fourth and, you know, I, I definitely didn't want to see that caution with three to go. And I knew Ziegler leading, he was going to probably pick the outside on the restart, which was going to stick me on the inside, which kind of, uh, I was pretty worried going back green there, what was going to happen, whether I should try and slide across and get back to the cushion right away or try and hug the bottom and, and make sure, uh, I had a decent run down the back stretch or what, and nothing really played my favor down the back. I, I got split and, um, and then, you know, we got to sliding each other there and then, um, on the white, yeah, I just had a big head of steam going into one and I wasn't sure if he was going to block my lane or if he was going to try and get to the, you know, the middle of the top and he came down, which is uh, what I feel like I would have done and, you know, to at least block a slider and, and at that point, it's the last lap of, you know, to make the dream there, you, you gotta, you gotta send it. So, um, got into him. Obviously, he got back to me into three and got, you know, and hit me. Uh, just wasn't enough to, to beat me back to the line. So, uh, I kind of expected it coming down the back because I kind of broke my momentum off at of two. Um, so I knew something was going to be coming into three, whether it be a big slider or right back into my door or what. But, uh, you know, it was all in all able to, to hold him off and uh, make my first dream. Obviously, Nick, your story is pretty well documented. A modified car builder, a guy that's won just a ton of mod races, made this shift ever so slightly into late model racing the past few years. And now you decide, okay, we're going to go out and we're going to embark on the UMP Summer Nationals. Why now? What's the reason at this point in your late model career that it's time to do the Summer Nationals? Um, just we've had limited starts um, the last couple of years, kind of like you stated. It just um, I've ran the modifieds enough at the Summer Nationals. I've been to all these racetracks. I run good there at uh, most of these places. Um, I grew up in Illinois, you know, so, uh, just, it's cool to race in this area, um, for one. And then, uh, right. And when speed weeks got over, I sold both of my modifieds had guys wanted to buy them. So I sold both of them. Um, and that left me with, well, I just, you know, these guys, Jones oil, everybody on this, on this deal really wanted to step up the late model program. And I was all for it. You know, um, I'm a chassis builder um you know by day uh to make a living and stuff and and i really enjoy it but you know at heart i'm a race car driver um anybody that could grow up and 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 try and be a race car driver for a living that's what you're gonna do so um so that's where i'm at now is uh just trying to you know pursue this late model deal and uh the only way you're going to get better racing against these guys is race and obviously some nationals be able to race every single day um so that's kind of where i stood on it and then just had to get prepared and geared up to do it and do it right. You mentioned it. You know, you you've been to mostly all these tracks in the modified, so it's not like this is totally foreign to you. Can can you take any of that mod stuff or some of that mod stuff or a little bit of that mod stuff and carry it over to the late model from what you've done in these places in a mod, or is it just totally apples and machine guns? It doesn't work that way. Yeah, no, hundred percent. You can you can take it over. Uh, I think uh, like Tri City when we were there for the the Lucas show. Uh, I was able to beat, you know, Scott in that heat race. And I think a lot of that is because I've ran so well at Tri-City in my modified and kind of know what that place does throughout the night um, and where the grooves, you know, kind of are and, and how to run around that place. So um, just that, for example, I, I feel like it helped me a bunch. Um, Eldora, I run decent there. Um, with the late mile, I was able, you know, I've won two races there and then was able to make the world now the dream. 
uh, my modified stuff, I'm, I'm really good there. Um, so yeah, a lot of the, I wouldn't say like race car wise, it really, you know, one goes to the other, but race track wise, just knowing what the track's going to do, where it's going to be out on tires, um, just, you know, any kind of laps on any kind of racetrack that it definitely helps. I grew up on the summer national, so I'm a little biased towards it. Obviously you, you know, you live in North Carolina now, but like you said, you've got those St. Louis area, Illinois area roots. Why are the summer nationals so great to you? What is it about this tour that Nick Hoffman loves? Yeah. Um, man, it, it's like a vacation to me. Uh, I've said it a couple times this week. Uh, I'm able to race every single day, which is what most people dream of. Um, able to race every single day. You travel around with a good group of buddies. You know, last year with Bobby running, I'm good friends with Bobby, and then uh, grew, grew up racing with Gordy. Uh, me and Gordy raced quarter midgets together when we were, you know, six, seven, eight years old. Um, so I grew up with that kid, you know. So we're really good buddies. We'll get done racing at night, work on our stuff together, uh, you know, drink and, and hang out or whatever, and, and um, you know, talk about the next race. So, um <laughs> You know, and then obviously the summer nationals, you know, when you get rain out, you get Walmart parking lot parties and, <laughs> and, you know, and that type of stuff too. It's just, everything's cool about it. Um, you know, you, you work on your stuff at night because it's miserably hot during the day, um, drive to the next track or, or drive wherever you're going to stay that night. And just, um, a lot goes on in such a short period of time. And, you know, it being 32 days and a lot of races, it seems like a long time, but man, it goes, it goes pretty fast. Give me real quick here, top one or two or three tracks you're most looking forward to. You don't have to go on and on about it, but where do you want to be in the late model? Um, as far as summer national? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean like tri City is obviously one of my favorite places to go. Um, I-55, uh, I grew up every Saturday night watching my dad race there, my uncle race there. So um, when I won at both of those places in a modified, that was really special to me. So if, if I could, you know, obviously the Peavely deal is going to be tough with the World Outlaw guys. But, um, you know, those two places are, are pretty cool. And then there's just a lot of, you know, cool bull rings that you get to go to with, with Macon and Belleville and stuff. But I'm uh, kind of excited for this year because uh, in years past with my modifieds, I'm really good when it gets slick, but I suck on a cushion. And with my late mile, I feel like I'm really good on a cushion. So obviously everybody knows in, in Illinois that plays into your favor. So um kind of pumped up to go to Fairbury and those places that I normally dread going to, and I'm going to beat the spoiler off this thing. <laughs> oh, I like that. Um, str- last couple things. Stronger class of cars. Or, by the way, are you all right right now in the background? It feels like you're out of breath. Are you working and doing this interview at the same time, Nick? That's what I want to know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I got a lot of stuff going on because obviously I, I tore that thing up Saturday night at, at the Dream. And, um, so we had a, we just finished up swapping rear ends cause the axe tube was bent. So we've, uh, we've had a pretty rough couple of days here trying to get everything straightened out and obviously being a quick turnaround time, um, you know, it, it kind of makes for a, a short week and, and you got to <laughs> hustle. So, uh, I got, I think I got 15 rider spoilers made up and that should last me through the week. I would hope because oh, we my should God. run on the fence I hope so. at any of these places, uh, that we're going this week. So. Um, I don't know, just trying to get all these deck panels made and, and just make sure uh, we got all of our ducks in a row as far as spares. That's the biggest thing. All right, last last question then. Give me the best places to stop on the Hell Tour that have nothing to do with racing. Give me your top four or five. And they can't all just be Walmart parking lots. There's got to be something else, right? right? <laughs> uh, so normally, uh, I think it's after Hobstop, we end up at Holiday World. Oh, yeah, big one. That's a big uh, one. Yeah, so... Uh, the holiday world day, it's kind of like a, 
um, screw around day. Uh, it's normally on a Monday. So, uh, there, um, casinos normally when we get into that Michigan area, um, last year, I think we rained out two nights in Michigan and we ended up at a casino both days. I don't really gamble at all. Um, but it's at least fun to sit there and watch other people lose their money. Uh, <laughs> and third, I don't even know. We, we, we spend a lot of nights in the Hooters parking lot in Springfield. Nothing shocking um, about that at all. Uh, yeah. So yeah, right there. You, if you show up at the Hooters parking lot, there's a Bobby Pierce sticker on the sign. He got up <laughs> on top of his hauler last night and stuck it on, or uh, last year and stuck that on there. So uh, that would be like the three places we normally end up. Uh, keep an eye out for that turn. If yeah. you're passing by the Hooters <laughs> parking lot, the UMP Summer Nationals begin this Wednesday. Peoria, Kankakee, Sycamore, Joliet, and Plymouth, the first five. All good racetracks. 28 races over the course of the next month. And as I keep saying, best roster to start this tour in a long time. Don't forget also weekly points funds each week, $2,000 to win each weekly points fund with a total payout of five grand each week. Nick, before I let you go, that helps too, right? Those weekly payouts, those have, those have got to be an extra little added incentive. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, you'll see a lot of guys come and go, um, through, for, you know, for that deal, um, kind of just spread it out. But, uh, yeah, like you said, the the competition level I feel like is really tough this year. I said it earlier this week. I feel like everybody's seen that Bobby wasn't going to run. Yeah, that's and it. And they yeah. thought it was going to be easy. So um, without him, and then, uh, you know, obviously he said this week that he was going to run some summer national races in the next week or two. So uh, he'll come on and, and be tough. But, um, yeah, it's, it's any kind of added money, you know, here and there. And a lot of the contingency stuff is really good. Um, so, it's uh, It should be a pretty good time for, for a whole month for us. All right, Nick. Thanks a lot, man. We'll see you tomorrow. Good luck, buddy. All right. Thank you. Turn, we are turn. I, I think I cut him off there. I didn't mean to. I think he was saying he appreciates me and thinks I'm the greatest, <laughs> most handsome host of all time. We are back after another commercial break. And turn, let's hit it one more time. Could it be coming? The tramp stamp alert. <laughs> we are back after this. Martin Automotive has franchised for Ford, Kia, Chevy, GMC, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, and Ram. We cover heavy-duty hauling or vehicles for the driving enthusiast. At any Mark Martin location, you'll find a large selection, variety, and great prices. MarkMartinAutomotive.com gives you 24-hour access to every location. Browse inventory, apply for credit, and schedule your delivery. We can arrange for delivery anywhere in the U.S. or pick you up at an airport. Give us a chance to earn your business, and you'll see why everyone wins at Mark Martin. Late model race in Australia. This is a really cool deal that they put on, and uh, we're just having a blast parking by my bud here, Ryan. Uh, it's just it's just a really fun time. It just keeps growing, so I can't see why, why next year wouldn't be any bigger. Meanwhile, Peter goes, and it's all Jason Fitzgerald and Tyler Rapp. Flying job, Peter Rapp. Can he pull it right? Yes, he can. Back to the race lead. And wins. And takes the win. Hell, I think there was, what, 29, 30 cars at, at every show, and that, that was way better than last year, so... Never know when we get back next year, there might be 50. Here they come, Ben. Back to the green flag we go. Here comes Dane Dacus around the top. And they'll go three wide for the lead. Oh, Brandon Brandon Owens has got it. And he slides up in front. Oh, look out, Davenport. Two spots taken away from Superman. 
And that's just going to upset him. Fourth different leader is Brandon Odin. And now Davenport catches the front stretch wall. Mike Marler rides the top side. Here comes Overton side by side for the lead. Half a car length to Mike Marler. Overton's turning up the pressure. He wants to get the lead back. And now here comes Overton to the lead. Mike Marler back to second. He'll dive to the inside, though, Ben. Watch him down in turn three and four. What they've got. Overton looks like he's going to have it again. I got to thinking, turn how lucky we are this weekend. Jackson, Minnesota, a track that we will be at for a live Lucas Oil race later this year, next month. They had a 40000 to win sprint car race this past weekend. And I, I didn't realize that that's the third highest sprint car paying race in the country. And here we are this weekend with two late model races that pay 20000 to win on the heels of $100,000 to win Dirt Late Model Dream. Just got me thinking. Of course, you saw highlights from Magnolia there. That place has been so good. Uh, so I'm just, we're just lucky. We're just lucky to have all these high-paying races in late model racing. We are talking Hell Tour. We are talking UMP Summer Nationals. It's coming up this weekend, and that is the uh, the plot line, the tasty plot line. You see what I did there, Turn? <laughs> yes, I the do. The tasty plot line of Turn's Turn this week. How about something different, oh, huh? I know. Sakes. I know. I, mean, I, I feel like I have to dance every week if now. If you don't and it's, dance, it's, it's depressing. So, yeah. yes, you've got to <laughs> dance. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. So, Derek, unfortunately, got his lock right. We'll talk about that. But he has been doing decent at predicting things. So, I thought I would try my my hand at, uh, at predicting some things. But uh, I'm going to stick to the stuff I know, and that is... Uh, that's fast food and, and stuff you that we. You are a bit of an expert. There. I mean, I, mean, I know my stuff. I, I don't know what I don't know what you want me to say. So I decided I'm gonna I'm gonna pick or I'm gonna you know guess how many times Derek and Dylan, our two main summer nationals guys, stop at each uh, uh, fast food restaurant okay. during the Hell Tour, and then we'll go back. We'll look through the credit card statement and. And Andy will weep openly about how much he spent at Taco That's Bell. That's a fact. So here we are, your predictions for so their food intake. Ta- Taco oh Bell, God. obviously, at the top. I mean, <laughs> nine. Derek, my goodness. <laughs> yes. Derek did tell me today, though, he's like, man, I don't know if we're going to go to Taco Bell the whole first week because Kevin Kovac doesn't like Taco Bell. What a wimp. Okay. That's, that's well, what I'm I thinking. Mean, anyway, I still think that number is going to be high. Yeah. I think we're going to Taco Bell at least nine times. Okay. okay. Uh, steak and Shake, as Billy Moyer Jr. will tell you, is a staple on the uh, on the Hell Tour. And uh, Subway, the, the big one on Subway is if you find the 24-hour ones. So the 24-hour Subway are the key, but I could see them going to lunch at, uh, at a few subways. I agree with that. I agree. Yep. Uh, Denny's three times. I think that's fair. Uh, Denny's is always a great one. If you're, if you're up till three in the morning, Denny's is always open. Yeah, it's so your there's highest end of those. Um, yeah. Of those. Yes. Okay. So, uh, I have McDonald's on here twice because sometimes that's all you can find. We try to avoid McDonald's at all costs. Uh, and I know Derek, uh, thinks the same, but I think there will be two times on the tour here that they will uh, they will need to stop there. And I left your favorite one at the bottom. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. They will go once to Waffle House, and I bet you that will be after Clark School. It was for sure because there are no Waffle Houses in the North Turn, so they've yeah. got they've got like one shot. I like that. Is Derek going to be tracking that every night? Or uh, I mean, 
I don't know if we can trust Suave to track it, but we'll get his opinion, and then we'll probably have to sift back through to the uh, to the credit card statements. I we will. We'll have Andy do the final yeah, uh, final odds on that turn. It's been bad enough that Derek Kessinger got his pick right this week again when he picked Bloomquist to win the dream. But when we walked into the media center Saturday night for the Bloomquist interview, Scott said this. The one to pick of the week. Play it again. Just listen to what Scott says here. Play it one more time, turn. If you didn't hear it, he said, Who won the pick of the week? Somebody's been watching Late Model Live. The Zero has tuned in, and he's even more aware that Derek is kicking your ass all over the field right now, Turd. I know. Gosh, so, I, I haven't heard the end of it. Now, remember, uh, we, don't, we don't have a show for the next five weeks, so Derek's 8-4 and four right now. These are his summer predictions, the things he thinks will happen. I think there's four or five of them here. We'll hold them to these. His summer edition of Suave's Lock of the Week. Swam's Lock of the Week. After Scott Bloomquist picked up his eighth dream title, my record improves to eight and four. And Turning Boy, he's on fire. Fruit turns three and four. It's going to be Scott Bloomquist winning his eighth dirt late model dream. With the summer break coming up, I'll make four locks and turn. When we come back, you'll be waving the white flag with a nice tramp stamp to go with it. My first lock is that Scott Bloomquist picks up his fourth Firecracker 100 title. I honestly think the dirt late model world is in trouble and the boss of Team Zero is dialed in. Secondly, I also think Scott Bloomquist is going to win at I-80 for the Silver Dollar Nationals. The track fits his driving style and Bloomer will be on fire all summer long. The UMP Summer Nationals title is up for grabs this year, and this lock was the toughest, but at the end of the day, Brian Shirley will be crowned champion at Oakshade. And finally, my favorite pick all year is the Prairie Dirt Classic in Fairbury, Illinois. My heart says Kevin Weaver, but my brain says Brandon Shepard in the house car. Though I take the loss of Weaver somehow pulled off the upset, but Sheppy cruises at Falls. Turn! I can't wait to get all my picks right during summer break, and my record improves at 12-4. and four. Just get the tattoo already, Turny Boy, and that's Suave's Lock of the Week. This is such an awesome day. New year, but the same old Suave. So give me the green light. He is eight and four with a bullet right now. There is no living with him. Turn, you're officially Uh, eight and four. Play it again. Where are you? You are in tramp stamp watch. I'd like to see it one more time, if possible. Turn. There it is. There you are. And you have to get Derek doing that with his hands (laughs) on your lower back. We will wrap it up and be back for our final final segment of Late Model Live after this. Richards in a backup car comes in the tail to win tonight at Golden Isles. Who's it going to be at the line? Oh, no. I have no idea, but it looks like Shepard won. And Brandon Shepard, your new leader. Checkered flag awaits. Here comes men, but Shepard will lead his flock to the promised land. He'll win a blue shot.
the feature. We will not be back on the air until the week of the Prairie Dirt Classic, so five weeks off, which means in the next five weeks, I'd better hear that one of our subscribers took advantage of the deal and brought a car, bought a car, from Mark Martin Automotive. You fly to Arkansas, they'll pick you up at the airport, you want it shipped to your house, they can do that too. Remember the deal, you prove that you bought a car or truck from Mark Martin Automotive and you saw it on Dirt on Dirt, you get a lifetime subscription DOD. Turn, what could be better than that? Wow. Lifetime. The only thing that could be better than that is the bouncing ball, Turn. Do I, do, do, turn no, turn. no. After summer break. Mark Martin. <laughs> Automotive.com. I, I, I enjoy watching you try to figure out yeah, where it's here's at. Here's what I say to that. Here's what I say to that. Uh-huh. MarkMartinAutomotive.com. Check it out. This is one of those weeks where I wish we had more video shooters. You're about to hear in five to go. The races I've mentioned are only the tip of the iceberg. Or there's a lot more than that. So I don't often do that, but if you know a local videographer at your track who's good at shooting video, particularly dirt late model video, but it can be mods, it can be anything, have them email me, michael at dirtondirt.com. Have them drop me a line. We pay well. We pay for travel expenses. We pay fast. And often we help with new equipment. If a guy's looking to upgrade as well, again, that's michael at dirtondirt.com. We need more shooters turn, more video, more shooters. I'd love to have them. Uh, send me those resumes, or send me your, your reel at least, so I know that you can point the camera turn at the track. I got a clip one time from a guy who was pointing the camera the wrong direction, literally yeah. pointing it at the grandstand or behind the grandstands. <clears throat> yeah, that was turned, guys. I didn't want to say anything. But yeah, he, he didn't. He didn't yeah. want to embarrass me, but he did it anyway. Let's finish the show strong. Five to go. Number five, it's that time of year when we start racing every night, and not just with the Summer Nationals. Thursday night, it's actually the conclusion of the Spring Nationals at Crossville Speedway, 4,000 to win. Eric Wells leads the series points coming in, but doesn't have a series win yet. I think that changes Thursday, and will end two nights from now. Wells for the victory. Number four, Portsmouth Raceway Park this Saturday. The Boone Coleman Gator, 55,000 to win. Again, this will be interesting to see who shows up because there are just so many races in that region. But to me, this has Eddie Carrier Jr. written all over it. He's not racing a ton, but he's still damn good at PRP. I like little Eddie to pick up five grand on the banks of the Ahia, Ahia River. Number three, another one of those races in that region. Friday night, bonus series, an Ironman co-sanctioned a 4,000 to win at Lake, Lake Cumberland. It's actually 4,031 to be exact in honoring for the late Johnny Wheeler Memorial. Michael Chilton is one of those breakout regional guys so far this year, and he would do well to add this to his resume, and I think he does it. A tip of the hat also to Brandon Hargrove, who's done a great job with Lake Cumberland. This place is really coming along. Number two, back to Ohio, where the Barney Oldfield races at Oakshade on Saturday night, 5,400 to win. I predict Oakshade, by the way, highest super late model car count of any of the specials of the weekend as ALMS comes to town. Rusty Schlank skipped the dream to get ready for the Hell Tour. He's considering running the entire thing, but you know what? I think he says, screw it. Goes back to Oakshade and wins 5400 bucks on Saturday night. And number one, I mentioned it a couple of times, but let's circle back. Richmond Raceway in Kentucky, 10000 to win. Another of those Ironman and bonus series co-sanctioned races. These races, again, are hard to predict. PRP's running Two tracks uh, co-mingle a little bit. PRP and Richmond do on cars. Eddie Carrier makes the decision to go to Portsmouth. I already said it. ECJ wins there. So I'll take Tyler Carpenter for the win at Richmond. That was five to go. A couple other quick mentions. Smoky Mountains, 
Got a 5,000 to win Southern All-Stars race. Also, Dixie and Golden Isles, both with unsanctioned 3,000 to win races. Turn, what all do we have coverage of this coming weekend? Well, I've got, uh, I'm going through next week. So okay. we have Lucas Oil at Magnolia, uh, UMP, and <clears throat> excuse me, let me get ready for this list. UMP at Peoria, Kankakee, Sycamore, Route 66, Plymouth, and then we move on to World of Outlaws at State Line, Ransomville, and Wayne County. But wait, there's more. There's more. <laughs> Spring Nationals at Crossville, Carolina at Clash. That's actually tonight, too. That's yes, going that, on tonight. Yeah, that one actually is going tonight. You're right. Uh, Carolina Clash at Lawrence County, Ultimate at Virginia Motor, uh, Southern All-Star at Smokey, and Iron Man at Richmond. And obviously, I didn't put the whole Hell Tour schedule on here. But we will have every race of the Hell Tour. Every race of the Hell Tour. Be busy. And, of course, our live schedule coming up just next weekend, not that far off, the Firecracker 100 in our partnership with Dirt Vision, the Outlaw Late Models, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Awfully good. Feel the cars expected at Lernerville this year. Let's hope we don't get rain turned for the first time in like 100 years at Lernerville. And, of course, that big Lucas week coming up in July, July 17th at Brown County. July 18th at Jackson Motorplex in Minnesota. July 19th, 20th, and 21st, the $53,000 to win Silver Dollar Nationals. All of that in turn. We may have a surprise or two along the way to be announced in the next couple of weeks. The Kevin Kovac Living Memorial. No, he's not dead, but who knows with Kovac. Uh, How about Bloom? I mentioned it in the open. Bloomquist. Uh, Watch his Caddyshack. Actually, I, because, because I needed to look at the car because I didn't want to forget anybody, and I didn't think you wanted to follow me around. <laughs> I thought you said something like Caddyshack. Uh, yeah, Cinderella story. That's what I thought. That's what, I was thinking that when the race ended. I'm yeah, like, talk about that at the end. I'm thinking, Cinderella story. It's <laughs> not a bad Bill yeah, Murray for yeah. Bloomer. That's not a bad Bill Murray. How about this? Andy Savory dug this stat out. Dale McDowell's nine crown jewel finishes since the beginning of 2014, so 2014 and on, these are the nine crown jewel finishes for McDowell. First, second, second, third, third, fourth, fourth, sixth, and he has finished outside the top six in his Saturday portion of these events. That is unreal just how good McDowell has been. Uh, Drew Hertzko, who I often credit for being one of our best <laughs> tweeters, turn, he tweeted this at yeah. us last week. <clears throat> Three bold predictions. Weather doesn't delay any racing. Uh, we'll see a first-time winner of the dream. Um, the winner will be somebody that hasn't won a major tour race yet this year. Um, but I'll give Drew this. He had the credit to tweet us back and say this. How did I do? He missed all of them. And not only did he miss all of them, he spectacularly missed all of them, uh, which is one of my favorite things. So, Drew, thanks, buddy. Keep tweeting. But, man, you were off on that. And also, uh, our friends up in Wisconsin, the Rush Scheffler Memorial Race is at Plymouth this weekend. It's a neat event. It's a neat track, I believe. Let me check something, Turn. I want to check something real quick. I'm allowed to do this live, aren't I? I think so. Yeah, I'll allow it. I think so, too. Um, no, never mind. I was wrong about that. But anyway, the Rush Shuffler Memorial <laughs> Race this weekend. Uh, over $2,000 to win. A bunch of contingencies. They've done a bunch of cool stuff there. So check that out as well. Our first show back, and it's kind of exciting because we haven't been able to do a Prairie Dirt Classic preview show turn ever because the Macon race at Lucas Oil had rained out. They put it on a Tuesday. But our first show back will be a pre-PDC preview the week of July 23rd. We are off for five consecutive Tuesdays. Our staff literally scatters across the country and really has races on every Tuesday between now and then. So not a lot of time in the office. So we'll let the racing speak for itself the next five weeks. And a personal note, I just wanted to say thank you, seriously, from the bottom of my heart, 
to all of our subscribers, 11 years later, you're still believing in us. And I was thinking about this this weekend at Eldora, especially when it comes to this time of year. You always seem to be in our corner, and it means the world to Amber and I and our entire family. So seriously, again, thank you, especially this time of year, for being with us. Buckle up for the next five weeks. Between the Summer Nationals, Lucas, the Outlaws, and everything in between, we are going to have a lot of fun. For Michael Reiners, Derek Kessinger, everybody at DirtOnDirt.com, the Hell Tour. About 20 hours turn. 20, I didn't have a watch. Did you notice that? Yeah. 20 hours and counting. Be locked in for full Summer Nationals coverage. Magnolia, Outlaws, everything in between. I am Michael Rigsby. See you back here in five weeks.